0: Welcome to the Avance Podcast. I'm Dan. I think it's funny that even when we do this, you turn and look at me when you say that. Hi, you, even <laughs> though we're on a podcast, like, <laughs> it's, it's you turn and grin at me, and I, even though we've I've been in the same room. But hi, I'm Nick. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yeah, how's your week, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's tax season we're all oh, thrilled God. Yeah, i don't <laughs> want to talk about that i'm you know if anybody's looking for some part-time work i'm looking to pay off a tax debt uh you know who knew you could have too much 1099 income uh, actually i should blame advance but either way no, yeah <laughs> no it's uh it's been a it's been a week um you know i guess it's only wednesday but uh it's been one of those weeks already it's just oh, sort yeah. of like you know if it can happen, it can happen. I mean, everything's good. and no, Nobody's dead. Everybody's alive, but it's just one of those like, you know, you, you put out one fire and then somebody lights another one behind mm-hmm. you. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like I've got a bunch of pyromaniacs in my life or something. But, yeah. Actually, no real fires this week, though. Oh. This week. I almost did that. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. I'd got a new uh, burn barrel, you know, because I put in a, a post on Avon. sure. It sounds very Wyoming, you Wyoming of you. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm going to, my goal is to use them as a dust collector for the shop, yeah. but I turned one into like an afterburner yeah because I had two <laughs> so living on property I was like yeah fair enough so I followed a nice little guide online I'm like I'm gonna do this right like put the nice the holes in it make it you know semi smokeless so it puts it up you know yeah that thing I had rebar going through it as like a, a great support thing sure. yeah I melted the rebar
0: well, that was a little hotter. Than a little hotter time, yeah. than I
1: expected. Yeah. Lit the grass on fire. You know. It's winter.
0: It was raining. I lit the grass on fire. It's a little hot. Did you have that uh, <laughs> uh, snowstorm and thunderstorm on Monday night? That was, was, cool. was kind of interesting. My only problem was I was sitting there, and I have, as you know, like, uh, during the winter, I don't like to wash my own car, so I, I have it. I have the guys at Metropolitan Detail Express do it, which is a great thing, by the way. If any Avance members in Seattle go, yeah. great. But I had a schedule for Tuesday morning, and I'm sitting oh, there, and I'm, it's I'm like, snowing. it's snowing sideways, and then lightning, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, God. I woke up the next morning, my, my car was solid ice, I <laughs> went to the poor gentleman that was watching, he's like, that's okay. He's like, I got hot water. <laughs> so, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, good news. Got the rebar laid in the shop. Woo-hoo! My new 30 by 30 shop is getting nice. started. It is going to be ready and set
0: for a lift, so we don't have to crawl around in the dirt anymore, yeah, but which we happened. literally did. I mean the best story I have is that time that I put suspension or took the suspension off the Subaru in your shop and I dropped one bolt and could not find it in the dirt so yeah yeah well getting ready for that so I, I really appreciate that you're putting all this money into your shop thank you
1: so yeah yeah, yeah. The puppy hasn't eaten me alive yet he's learned a lot of tricks his favorite trick is to pee in the house
0: Isn't so it? yeah <laughs> I told I told you to stop doing that and he I know so, he learned yeah. from me it's yeah. a bad I'm just it's a bad fun. influence yeah and then, uh, other than that, uh, yeah, life's good. Life's busy. You don't have too many small holes in your hands now. No, so, they're healing
1: yeah. nicely. They only bleed randomly. It, 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 yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> small, <laughs> it's attack. Little small attack. tiny attack. Small Tiny little yeah. needle teeth. Yeah. Yeah, but life's good. Um, good. Carter Automotive Group tip of the week comes from a friend and listener out of Canada. Said her mom was searching for a new SUV and wanted a hybrid, but she was on a
0: budget. So what is good and what is used in the hybrid world? Why does the why do I have this thing like like hybrid and SUV sort of cancel <laughs> each other out? I don't know. It's like you know they used to. It, there's it was, great there's great options out there, but
1: yeah, one of the worst ones ever created was the the Tahoe hybrid, which actually ended up being pretty much worse for the environment in every oh, way because it didn't get any better mileage than the regular yeah, one. Yeah. But but come had, a, but they've come they come a long way. It had a, a lead badge, badge yeah, so, yeah. It made you feel better with the yeah, hybrid sticker sure. on the side, but they've come a long way and they're better now. But anyway. She was looking at an older one. She found this nice Lexus, good, reliable brand. I'm mm. yeah, throwing with that, but it had over hundred thousand miles on it, and it was like twelve years old. Oh,
0: what could go bad on well, a hybrid? with that's that old. That's oh, okay. right. The yeah.
1: battery, especially. She's based over in uh, Toronto, mm, okay. where it's nice and warm year round. <laughs> also,
0: lots of salt on the
1: road. Yeah, yeah and batteries so love salt. This is a new thing. I want to. It's it's not that there's no good hybrids out there when they're used. It's not like they're worthless, but you got to have that battery check, especially if it's coming from a cold environment, like up in Canada, where it's harder on batteries in general. Um, Battery replacements on a hybrid, typically bottom of the barrel, like Prius stuff is around a thousand bucks and can be upwards of 10. So as long as they're, I told her, as long as it's like a certified pre-owned, something like that, or it's under warranty, or you can get somebody to check the battery for you, you're probably okay. Um, If it's not been driven a lot, they spent a lot of miles on it, or if I mean, you can be there, but it's something you got to check for now. It's something a lot of people have. She didn't think about. It was Mm -hmm. like, oh, the battery can go bad. Yeah, they can, and they can be replaced. It's not the end of the car. It's not the end of the world, and they can be reasonably replaced. And it's becoming much more reasonable to replace them. But
0: uh, yeah, go check it. If you have a hybrid and the battery goes bad, does the whole car shut down? No. So it's still drivable. Like there's not something in there that would. I just, it was, I never thought about that. Yeah. You yeah, just get okay. sniffing, you know, you're not
1: you're kind of, don't offsetting. have a hybrid anymore. Yeah. You're not yeah. really getting the benefit of sure. the hybrid part of the vehicle. Fair right? enough. At least not entirely. Yeah. Um, and so it's, you just get to weight,
0: you get lots more weight. Well, you get more weight. It helps yeah. gas mileage. Yeah. No.
1: Any- <laughs> anyway, so I believe she is still looking. But cool. uh, uh, anyway, yeah, just check for that. If you're looking for an older vehicle, it's a hybrid. Like I said, they're not throwaway cars. You can fix them. And they're, the mm-hmm. prices to fix them have come down quite a bit, but it's just a new thing. New ish it's not really new,'ve had hybrids for a long time now,
0: praise came out in the nineties
1: I think it was for the first time, yeah.
0: yeah yeah, yeah, but God, makes anyway. it so old.
1: <laughs> our guest this week knows a thing or two about a lot of things, and uh, we are fans uh, I say that a lot with our guests' cause they do, but Emmy Hall is a right, oh, i'm gonna jump over cause, uh yeah, I use it i'm gonna what it her byline is pretty great, and oh, where is it?
0: I <laughs> okay. can cut this part out,
1: yeah. <laughs> No, I'm going to leave it in because this is just how it goes. But I was laughing. I'm going to let her talk in a minute. But your (laughs) description before she comes in. You know,
0: I just want people to know this. Like, we have computers pulled up and all these links. And the minute you need it, it's not there. Yeah, just Driver, reviewer, rabble rouser. I like that one a
1: lot. Emmy, welcome
0: to the show.
2: Hi, you guys. Thanks for having me.
0: I think that's my favorite word in the world. Rebel rouser. I think that's just... just rebel, rebel, rebel. I, feel, I, I love I feel,
2: rousing the rabble. I, feel,
0: <laughs> I love it. I feel it. like it's something that came right out of Greece. Like, that, he's a rebel rouser.
2: <laughs> 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 how
0: are you? Uh, yeah, how are you?
2: Uh, I'm super good, you guys. Um, I, as well, I was listening to your intro. I, myself, am very busy right now and more than a little stressed out. Um, uh, it turns out when you try to to make a Miata into a race car, you should start really early. And not leave anything for any of the last minute. Uh, <laughs> you will you will screw yourself over, which is where I am right now.
1: Oh, oh no. What happened?
2: Well, so um, I would like to race the mid 400. It's an iconic okay. race out of uh, iconic off-road race outside of Las Vegas, Nevada. And I have raced and a Miata.
0: In the and a Miata, of course.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've raced it before in my 1600 car. I didn't get very far, but you know, like I have a vague notion of what the course is. Um, and I have this off-road Miata and I'm like, wouldn't it be fun to actually race that race them in 400? And they were very nice enough to give us a gambler class. So we only have to do one loop, which is only hundred miles. Thank God, because it's super rough. Um, and I mean, I've, I have done a lot of stuff to this Miata, but at the end of the day, it still only has 11 inches of travel, right? But I need to do all of these safety precautions, which is fine. Like safety third, I'm here for it. But it's like getting wow. a cage and the big thing is that they want a fuel cell and trying to get a fuel cell um into a Miata and this the, the fuel cell is definitely a last minute thing. Um it's just like, oh my God, now I have a stock fuel tank and a fuel cell, like I guess technically I could carry 24 gallons of fuel, but I don't want that much weight on the car. So it's like, do I just cut out the old one and plumb a new one in, or do I plumb the new fuel cell to pump into the old tank and then run it out of there? So that, like I and I have no idea how to solve any of these problems. Like I need help with this, and uh, the mint is in like three weeks. So it's been really <laughs> fun. In my house.
0: You know, I, I think my, we know one person that has an off-road Miata. Mm-hmm. That it's a it's sort of a rare occurrence to see, Um, so I think that's a really cool idea. I mean, could you? I think I think weight wise, isn't you best to get rid of the stock tank and then yeah, just 100%, run off? Yeah, yeah, one hundred
2: percent. And and once I have a little bit more time, that will happen and that stock tank will go away. Um, what's well, nice like about you. the stock tank is located in the middle of the vehicle, yeah, um, which is great for weight distribution. Right now, the fuel cell. The only if I if I'd had time to like actually cut out the tank and put in a rectangular one in that place, that probably could have happened, but I didn't. So I ended up getting want like a round tank that fits in the spare tire carrier in the trunk so now i'm gonna have like 12 pounds of fuel in the trunk adding weight back there but i'm also like well it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> i
0: love just it just do the logical thing and get under your car with a torch and cut that gas tank out of it. i am not <laughs> doing it. Fu- <laughs> come on <laughs> i mean safety third my
2: face <laughs> off if i do that listen okay Fine. This whole car has been a learning project. I mean, I you know I love to drive and I get to drive a lot of really cool things, but um, like a lot of like a lot of women, I wasn't really given the opportunity to learn how to wrench, um, and I just kind of came across it as I was like later in life. So like I literally do not know what the hell I'm doing, and I'm always afraid that. Uh, that, like, I'm going to use the tool wrong and I'm going to cut my face off with a cutting wheel, or, you know, the, the, um, okay,
0: that second part was logical. <laughs>
2: coming, like, like, you know, I don't know, rip my thumb off or something. I don't know. So, uh, everything that I do on that car is a, is a big learning experience. And, um, I, I constantly, talk to my friends. I'm constantly videoing my friends and saying, I'm not sure if this is right. Like, what do you think? And people have been very, very nice with their knowledge. And I know that I annoy them, but, um, yeah. And the good thing is that a Miata is a fairly easy car to work on. You know, there's not a lot of computer stuff to it. So that's good. But so something that takes a a real mechanic, like four hours to do, it's going to take me 12 hours.
0: Oh, we we can relate. I I I think (laughs) it's so funny because we talk to people like that, and everybody goes, "Oh, I don't know how to wrench." Okay, well none of us do you just it's, it's sort of like when you get under a car and you get that that feeling eventually you can look at a bolt and go that's a 12 do you know how many times i've gotten under a car and thought it was a 12 and i took only a 12 and it was like a 17 like everybody knows that like you just you just learn it you go that's a 12 i mean and eventually you're gonna get it right so you know it's like and using a tool wrong oh i mean that's half the, i have learned more about how to use a tool that wasn't meant for what i was doing like, so many things so so, oh yeah. yeah. No, so this is funny. So I rebuilt this the
1: rear rack on my truck. Mm-hmm. And you remember how long it took us to build that and put it on the truck? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Okay, well, it took us like 6 hours or something the first time. Yeah. I did it about an hour and 20 minutes. Well, if minutes we had put it together right,
0: time. if we had put it together right the first time, it would have been a lot faster. Right, but it, I'm yeah. always like so. it takes
1: me half as much time the second yeah. time as it yeah. did the first time. Like the first time I did my breaks, it probably took me 4 hours and now it's like I literally can probably do them in 30 minutes. But Learn to take the emergency brake off. It's yeah, that easier. helps a lot so, too yeah, if you yeah. take the
2: emergency brake yeah, off. Yeah, no, I found that out so. too uh, on, on Buddy. There's a Buddy's the, the name of the off road Miata. Buddy's um,
0: Miata. Yeah. 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 No. No. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I really it's hope it's she's not wrenching said, on you know. some guy named Buddy.
2: His <laughs> <So. Yeah, that's, laughs> name's Buddy. Like, yeah, Buddy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Even better.
2: Yeah, but you know what? Like, like Buddy's got a lot of great things. Um, he has uh, 538 gears because I have massive 28 inch tires, and you gotta, you gotta you know, you got to rotate those things. Um, I just installed. And when I say I installed, I mean, I paid somebody to install, um, a older Jackson racing supercharger. So I'm stoked on that because I keep adding all these things. Like these tires are real heavy and like the cage is an extra hundred pounds and he's severely overweight. So I needed to get my power to weight ratio back to something that was vaguely stock ish. You know? I
0: just realized what I need. I'm overweight. I need a supercharger. You need a supercharger. I don't, I don't need to lose weight. I need a supercharger. <laughs> <laughs> that's much better. I think you're building a monster truck, just so we're clear. Um, <laughs> you know, Did you have to cut the fenders to get 27s on oh there? Oh, my God, 100%. Sorry, 28. Okay, that's yeah. what I figured. I just didn't know. What suspension are you running?
2: Uh, so right now, it is running um, a... Uh, basically, it's a, a rallycross setup by Paco Motorsports. Paco is kind of the guy as far as I can tell that that started this whole lifted Miata thing by offering a uh, suspension lift is basically just a, a different mounting bracket for the, for the shocks. Um, and everybody that I know they either have that lift or they, they look at that and then they manufacture their own. So right now it's this uh, rally cross suspension, which is basically Coney springs and shocks. And it makes use of all of the available travel, which is like eight and a half inches. Um, but it's still the stock arms and everything that's on there. Um, I do have four really nice Fox shocks that are sitting in my garage right now, but um, I'm I still need to figure out. I don't know what the spring rate is on the current springs, so I don't know if I need new springs and like the, all of that math and geometry. Like that's just way above my head. So uh, hopefully they'll get installed before the mint because if they don't, I will 100 just like blow out these Conies. Like the Conies are great for stuff that's uh, that's rally cross it's like a little bit smoother but this is going to be whoops and rocks and stuff like that and they're just going to die they will die
1: you know who you should talk to is our previous guest natasha adams she has that lifted uh lexus oh yeah yeah, she
2: and i are are friends on instagram i think she just started working
0: for kings yeah reach out to her she would be she'll probably know the spring rate
1: yeah yeah
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I have Fox, so I don't, I don't know how much she'd actually be like willing to help me if she's working for King. <laughs> um, I mean, I have, I have people like, I have people and, and people have offered to help. help so it's out. just a matter of like figuring out what the, what spring rate is that I'm starting with. So I can know where I need to go. Cause I'll, I'm definitely going to need to have a stiffer spring in the back with the 12 gallons of fuel. Now that's in the, in the trunk. So.
1: Well, for our listeners, if it sounds like Emmy knows what she's talking about, it's because how many times have you run the rebel rally?
2: six times
1: yeah six times and in the
2: one year commentating
1: you have been doing this for a, a long time you are an expert in like you're an adventurer i love that i love your instagram rebel rouser one. yeah travel rouser rebel but adventure is the thing in can mind. and nick and i are big fans because we did something <laughs> we wish that it was even close to the scale you did but we took some honda monkeys we took the new ones and we ran them up the washington backcountry discovery route And we thought we were pretty cool until we saw your post on Jalopnik and we're like, wow, we are really amateurs and we did not have that much adventure.
0: (laughs) Like We had a we had a chase truck, we had suspension, we had... Uh, well, well, I have suspension now. I have I have Owen's suspension Olin's on my suspension monkey. on our, <laughs> so, on our um, monkey yeah,
1: 125s. I, yeah. And you decided to take a monkey, a real monkey, a 49cc no, monkey... they
0: were knockoff monkeys. They
2: were Chinese knockoff monkeys. Right. Know, the,
0: chin, yeah, but I mean like... Which is ironic, because I mean, monkeys are technically, what, uh, Korean? <laughs> so it's a Chinese knockoff monkey? Well, oh, no, the, the <laughs> new monkeys are made in Thailand. Oh, that's Japanese right. Japanese okay, yeah, right, But anyway, yeah. across Mongolia. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, first of all, I I would like you to know that that was actually not my idea. Um, My Rebel Rally navigator, Rebecca Donaghy, is uh, she's she has a motorcycle. She's a much better rider than I am. I have like zero experience on a motorcycle. Um, She rode. She first took a monkey bike um, with a group of friends and they went through Morocco. And then she was like, oh, my God, they're doing it in Mongolia. We have to go. We have to go. And I was like, yeah, that sounds terrible. We should do it. Yes. So, uh, so we went with a group called the Adventurous, and basically, you pay like I don't know. I think it was like eighteen hundred dollars or two thousand dollars or something, and you get the rental of the bike, you get um, a couple of nights lodging, you get all the booze you can drink at a couple of parties, and they give you these bikes, and they say they kind all of, all you say,
0: can drink yak milk as much yak want. milk as you want, you yeah, yeah. and your all own urine
2: beer you want, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah they kind of show you how to ride them a little bit but not really and then they say okay uh in 11 days you have to be here which for us um was up north kind of near the russian border on this lake they said you have 11 days to get here we don't care how you get here don't call us unless you die i mean literally do not call it they will not if you're in trouble they will not pick up the phone so it's really like it it's an adventure in figuring out how you want to get there Um, fixing all the problems when they inevitably happen. I mean, we had suspension that on all of the monkey bikes that we had in our little group, they all died. It all like went to shit. Um, my starter broke. So I was either kickstarting it, which is actually really hard to do on a bike that small. Um, or like (laughs) running on it, like with my gear, my backpack on and everything. And then just like running and then jumping on it and like, kind of like jump bump starting it, which was, um, pretty hilarious. Uh, yeah. And it was, it was pretty cold and it, it rained and, um, parts of it were pretty miserable, but parts of it were really amazing.
0: So, I mean, we're going to, and we're going to attach the Jalopnik article that you wrote, um, which I love. Um, if you want her article to sound even better, pull it up on your computer and do what I did today. I've I've read the article before, and I had um, Windows read it to me in an Irish accent. So much better. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the Irish do not know how to say yerk, but yeah, <laughs> so, um, absolutely amazing. Uh, you 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 the talking about the gentleman whose floor you you basically just rode up and asked to sleep on their floor one day one night. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know. And, and how friendly the culture was and how much fun you had. It's just, you know, that's Dan and I, and and some other friends have, you know, we've talked about this. We still have, um, I mean, you have, you have two monkeys. I've still got mine. We all have ours and we want to do, I think we're thinking Idaho this Idaho year, this but, year, yeah. um, I, and we have the one twenty fives. I can't imagine. You had like what? Like 49 CCs. 49 CCs. 49 CCs. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and one of the best lines I I loved is she's like she's like I fell a lot that day. I just stopped counting after like six or eight. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah,
2: I so much. Anytime we hit any kind of soft sand, I was just like, I don't know how to deal with this. And I would just fall over because I didn't really understand like weight transfer. And I would try to steer and like, you can't steer. You're just going to fall. So just that's all I did was constantly fall. Um, But you're not
0: falling far. It's a monkey. No, no, no. I still
2: bruised the crap out of my legs. I mean, I was was just just, like just black and blue on every single part of my leg. Um, I hurt my thumb. My hand swelled up. But I mean, like, you know, I didn't break anything. Somebody did, I think. I think somebody broke their arm. I'm not 100. I'm not 100 sure on that. Nobody died on the trip, which was good. But um, yeah, have people still,
0: died before. <laughs> you say that like this year it, they didn't die. <laughs> but
2: I would think it would be possible, right? Oh, 100.
0: percent 100. I mean, oh, 100%, 100%. Yeah, I mean yeah. who ha- who doesn't have a story that said I was riding a monkey across Mongolia and fell off? I mean, come on. <laughs>
2: This group though is really cool because they do these weird things. Like they're doing one in Peru. Um, they do a rickshaw run up, uh, in the Himalayas. Like you know those, or like those little tuk-tuks that yeah. are like the little three-wheeled motorcycle things. Yeah, like drive those through the Himalayas. What are you? of? Eh?
0: Yeah,
2: that sounds rad. Um, so they are called the Adventurous. They're out of Britain, and they started with the Mongol Rally, which was driving a car of one liter or less from London to Ulaanbaatar. And the whole thing is a charity thing. Like you have to raise X amount of dollars for charity before you can be let in. So, you know, so it's not some of it is just like a bunch of, you know, rich people who can afford to take a month off of work or six weeks off of work or whatever to go do this stupid thing. Um, But yeah, they they still kind of have a, a charitable element to it. So it's really fun. I highly suggest if people want to go have a fun adventure to check them out.
1: Where did your adventurous spirit come from? Were you always this kid who was just like daredevil, gonna do everything? I mean, what what was your what was your road to cars and bikes and adventure and all
2: Yeah, I mean it's funny. I'm not super when it comes to like physical risks, I'm not I, I'm not super risky about that. Like like, I don't want to go rock climbing. Um, I don't, I, I, I'm not a jumper, like I can't jump. Um, I remember we got stuck, well, not stuck, but we had like been kind of exploring some caves once and to get out of it, like I had to like run and then use momentum to like jump up this like six foot little wall. And I was like, I'm not doing that one. No, I'm not doing that. Like, someone had to actually physically lift me up because like <laughs> it really, I don't have a lot of confidence in my physical abilities, let's put it that way. Um, but I always really liked driving. And, um, like when I was a kid, you know, my mom would let me, she had a, 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 Celica GT, uh, five speed. And so like, she'd let me shift from the passenger seat and stuff. And my dad and I would always go camping and go dune bugging out in, you know, out in the middle of the desert. So I learned to drive when I was like 12 years old in the dune buggy, um, which was a Volkswagen powered sand rail and driving in, you know, in the sand dunes of Glamis or, um, in out here where I live in giant rock. So I just always, you know, I could drive by the time, as soon as my feet could reach the pedal, I was driving. Um, And then, uh, and my dad was a racer, um, like very grassroots and off-road and stuff. So I spent time around that, but I didn't, I never really thought that like I could do it because this was in the, I mean, I was 16 in the like late eighties and I just, I didn't have any examples. I didn't see any, any women doing it. So I just thought that, I don't know, it just it never even occurred to me, which right now is hilarious, but at the time it just didn't occur to me. So I didn't actually start racing um until I was in my like late thirties. And when you start racing when you're an adult, like you got some fear. <laughs> Kids that yeah. start with karting or trophy carts k- or whatever, like they don't have any fear and they grow up and they've got so much seat time that, and they don't just, they don't give a crap. Whereas I started from this place where I was like, oh, you could like die or maybe not walk tomorrow if you're not careful. So whenever I race, I just, I just like to race for fun. Like, I'm moderately quick, but I'm, not, I'm never the fastest person out there. And that's that's fine for me. Like, I just want to go out and have fun. I want to try to beat my times. I want to run a consistent race, and I want to take care of the car. If I get to do all those things and I cross the finish line, then, you know, our race motto is JFF, just fucking finish. That's, yeah. all, that's all we're looking to do.
0: She's good, unless there's, like, a six-foot wall to get into the pits. Then yeah, then I'm curious, not going <laughs> But, yeah, 100%. 100% yeah. 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 That's funny. So... Uh, how did you, I and mean, what was your
1: first race experience then?
2: I raced, um, funnily enough, uh, my dad called me up and he said, I, this was like in 2009 or something. And he had a Baja bug that had a 2180 motor in it, dual carb 2180. Um, but the suspension was not set up to match that motor. Right. So it had more motor than it did suspension. And he called me up, and he said, hey, uh, there's an all-women's race out here in Barstow to raise money for breast cancer, and I signed you up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Fair enough. That's
2: cool. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I ended up getting put into Class 5 Unlimited because of that motor, which is basically a bug that you can do anything to right? It's an unlimited bug. So a lot of the bugs that showed up were like, you know, massive amounts of travel and like crazy this and crazy that. And I was just there. I had a lot of motor, but I couldn't use it all because I didn't have the travel to go along with it. So I, I mean, I just kind of plotted along, but a lot of people that were there were like me, like they had never really raced before. So, you know, so like I did pretty good and it was fun and I had a good time. So, um, I did that a couple of times and then I was like, well, I want my own race car. So I, um, I was, living, I was actually living in Washington, DC at the time, and if I wanted to race, I had to fly back to California. And I had a two-bedroom condo, so I rented out the second bedroom, and I kind of like skipped lunch for a while, and I saved up enough money to buy a class 1600 car, which is um, a tube chassis, 1600 motor, bus transmission, but like a beam front end. And independent suspension in the back, not swing axle. So kind of like the fastest of the slow cars, sort of. Um, <laughs> So I saved up to, to, to buy that, and then I would just race, like, you know, two or t- two or three times every every year, and just, I mean, unless I was never, like I said, I'm never the fastest person there. I'm just there to have fun.
1: That's a much better way to be. When yeah. You're not, you're, yeah. When you didn't start when you were four in a cart, yeah, that's pretty much a great way to live.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, know, and you don't have to win all the time to have fun.
1: So you're, you're writing, you're doing a bunch of events now. Like, we're... Did you always work in the industry in writing? I mean, like, what's your career path here? Because oh that's how I know you.
2: Is, it's so weird. I love it. So um, so I started off, and uh, I wanted to be an actor. But here's the thing. I'm terrible at it. Like, I'm much. I'm so bad. I'm she obviously has no bad.
0: personality either. So, no. I mean, how would that work? But, well, yeah, no, but that's how we started the podcast. Is,
2: that's the problem is that I have too much personality. And I was never willing to, like, set my personality aside to, like, embody a character i always wanted to be that's why i'm be a you. center yeah. because yeah. i always want to be me i never really wanted to be anybody else so anyway so i struggle with that and um i did a lot of musical theater which is also hilarious um i'm a pretty good singer i'm a terrible dancer but a pretty good singer um so i was doing that and then when i realized that that wasn't going to happen i still wanted to stay in the theater world so i started doing um costumes and props for theaters around town um and uh, I decided I wanted to go back to school, so I went to the North Carolina School of the Arts, um, and I got a master's, an MFA in costume technology, which is basically like saying I have a master's in sewing. It's like we learned pattern making and um, taking the fabric and like draping it right on the mannequin to make a pattern, and we learned tailoring, and we learned millinery, and like all kinds of really cool stuff. Um, so after I graduated, I got a job at Ford's Theater in Washington, DC for a while. Bang bang, where Lincoln was yeah. shot. And yeah. I was there for like eight years, but that's where I started doing car stuff on the side. And I would just have like a car to review, like maybe once or twice a month. Um, occasionally if a press trip came up and I could fit it into my schedule, like I would, I would go on that. But still, like it was just beer money, right? It wasn't anything substantial. Um, and then CNET was uh, basically like revamping all of their their car coverage, and I got a text or I got a um, a direct message on Twitter that was like, "Hey, we're redoing all of our car stuff. Like, would love to talk to you about a job." I was like, "Okay, that sounds cool," and like it was a job that could offer me, you know, money and enough money to live with, like real benefits and everything. So I was like, "Heck yeah!" So took that and moved to the Bay Area in California and worked there for like eight years, and then um, just last year. Uh, got laid off after we were bought by a venture capital uh, group and they laid off all their video people, which is like, yeah, you're right. Video is going nowhere these days.
0: Um, yeah. Let's go to print.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> she doesn't
0: sound bitter about that at all. So that's no, good. Well, yeah. it is, <laughs> yeah.
2: I was always really worried about going, going freelance because a, because of the hustle, but also because of health insurance. And like, I don't mm-hmm. have a second in secondary income or or like somebody that I can like jump on their health insurance. Right. Like, I live alone with two cats and those assholes don't work. So I had to make sure that it was a job that I could do on my own. And freelancing is hard.
0: You don't need health insurance. You're not doing anything dangerous like yeah, racing I mean, cars have, or anything. Totally fine. To yeah, low risk life. Self. Or cutting the, the fuel tank out of a Miata with a torch. I mean, come yeah, on. So <laughs> yeah, fine.
2: Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So now I've been freelance uh, since like last early June, I think. And it's working out because now I get to do stuff that I really like that – that CNET thought was cool, but w- didn't wasn't part of their readership, you know. So mm-hmm. like like CNET would have never let me go ride monkey bikes and then write about it. No way, no way. Yeah. But you know what? Jalopnik is cool with it. So I took those three weeks and I went out there and I did it and wrote them a story and earned a little bit of money. So that was pretty dope.
0: So as, as a car person, what was that opportunity that you had that was like, where you went, oh my gosh, I've made this, like a car that you were allowed to drive around or something to write about or mm. something you did? Like, was it the monkey trip? What, what, you know,
2: um, we'll have
0: that aha moment. Like, you know,
2: yeah. Um, Rolls Royce let me take a Cullinan on the rebel rally off road for seven days.
0: Hmm. Oh wow. Pretty dope.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean that must have been really comfortable, actually.
2: Oh my god, it's amazing! <laughs> yeah, heated seats all day long, massaging seats. Like it was great. It's like driving a cloud. Even on even on the dirt, it's like driving a cloud.
0: And a GPS is screaming at you, going, "For God's sakes, woman! Well, I'm in a Rolls Royce. What are we doing?" <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, yeah. It's raining. Here's valley? your umbrella. Yeah,
2: so like, well, really, That's a navigational rally, so there's no GPS at all. Yeah, so um, we had. Well, it's to, just
0: the car yelling at you that you're off road and shouldn't well, at, be. Got it. At one point, yeah. we
2: did. It did throw a code or it did something, and it said pull over and and contact your nearest Rolls Royce dealership. And we were oh yeah, like, I'll no. do that. Yeah,
0: I don't even know where I am. How do you know where I am? Yeah, <laughs> so, I yeah.
2: Like, we can't pull. We can't do crap right here, and we're certainly not calling anybody. <laughs> sure,
0: sure. <laughs> so, that is really cool.
1: You know what I'd do if I had a Rolls Royce in the in any rally? Hmm. I'd probably put some STEC on it because you're gonna beat the crap out of that paint out there. Oh yeah, well, I mean you got to but you protect it. But paint I mean.
0: protection, man. Wonder, now, we, do you think I, they make it for like the 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 uh, the Spirit of Ecstasy? Think
2: you could get that on there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> a little paint protection on the wings. Come on, yeah. <laughs>
2: any clear is that? Huh? Is, that's a clear. That's a clear protection, right?
0: Correct. Yeah. It can be clear.
1: It can be matte. It can be any color you want. You could okay. t- do a British racing green. Rolls Royce on a rally. That's what you need to do. And they what just came out with right? British Racing Green. I'm just saying.
0: No, know. I know. Ooh, that'd be fun.
1: That'd be pretty cool, actually. How come nobody's reaching out to us for these cool ideas? No kidding, Adam. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: Hey, anyway, Adam. That's <laughs> just saying. All right, thank you to our friends at S Tech for helping us uh, bring you this show, but that would be a great way to advertise for them. Hint, hint. Nudge, fun. nudge, S Tech. Next time you do the Rebel rally, I mean, we should reach out to them for you. Okay. We'll go. I, yeah, we yes, can do that. We know a guy. We know a guy. We know the president. We know a guy. So anyway, yeah, that would yeah. be very cool. Good for you. British Racing Green Rolls Royce Cullinan. stop Isn't it. cool? Ugh. We should get one. Why don't With we all just, that money yeah, we yeah. You <laughs> should
2: get <put laughs> one. <In> little, <laughs> totally. They only started like, I think the one I had was like $400,000. Exactly.
0: You know, we could just take my TR3 and just put off-road suspension on it. Right. My grandfather but could turn it over in his f- grave. Th- then we wouldn't have a falconing <laughs> kit in the back. And we couldn't do the rally we without could. one. We, you could put a falconing kit in anything, just <laughs> so we're clear. I mean, we could take your bird and just put it in the back in a cage and then technically that's a falconing cat. I do have a little English
1: but Yes, budget. there you go. Yeah. <laughs>
0: be a great sponsor.
1: <laughs> so, how did you get into the Rebel Rally? I mean, how how did you start doing that?
2: So, um I had done the a similar rally um in Morocco called the Gazelle Rally, which is um I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it is it's an all-women's rally. It's an all-women's mm-hmm. navigational rally. Um, and the point of having an all women's rally is not to make it easier. It's to give women a chance to, um, to just give women a chance to participate. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and in that rally, that is a shortest distance. So you want to go the shortest distance between two checkpoints and you could choose to go over a mountain and risk hurting your vehicle, or you could choose to go around it and get more kilometers. It's all up to you. Um, and Emily Miller, who is a who now runs the Rebel Rally, she had done that a couple times. I can't uh, to this day, I cannot remember where I met her, but she was recruiting teams. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like fun. I'll go do that. So I did that three times. Um, My best finish was fifth place in a diesel manual 2007 European spec Land Rover Defender, like solid axles, front and rear 110. I mean, the thing just. It just chugged around. And I didn't get, I didn't understand people's like love for the defender until I got in that piece of crap. And I was like, Oh, I get it. I I feel like this thing's going to die at any moment. And it's delightful.
0: (laughs) It's a a vehicle with a lot of personality. Yeah. And that is fun.
2: I mean, especially the
0: diesels. You just, it'll climb a wall if you let it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, But try keeping up speed in the dunes in a diesel with a manual, it's real hard. hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. and then
2: like you come down off the dunes and you hit real hard and like the flashers go off for 10 minutes and you're like okay i guess that's what this is now i guess this is my life
0: <laughs> the british are known for their great electrical systems oh,
2: so yeah Oh, so, yeah. so great that's-
0: just so we're clear, Rolls Royce is built by BMW. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
1: that's true. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, no, we've uh, we've interviewed a lot of guests that have done the Rebel Rally, actually. I know Rihanna yeah. Gilcimino has. And uh, speaking of rally, we have. Are you, are you aware of the Dirtfish Women's Summit, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
2: went, uh, I did Dirtfish. I did the two-day school. Oh, I can't remember how long ago it was, but it was amazing, and I learned so much.
1: yeah. It's we. It's one of our favorite events. I mean, this is our second year. But we had such a great time last year, and it's yeah. massive this year. So you should come check it out and be a guest there. I think because you would fit right in. They have Michelle Mouton this year. Oh, really? So speak. Yeah, yeah. And so like um, my idol. Like ever since I was a kid, I've been yeah. obsessed with Michelle. Which these people will tell you. I even got, I ordered in a special poster for her to sign. I'm. So freaking excited. That but so anyway, cool. I can't.
0: Who are you? I told you, she's like my now, I dream. know, I get it, and I know why. I'm just I'm like, <laughs> I was just about to make a poster joke when you were like, I've ordered a poster. No, no, I, was like, I did. Oh, I ordered I was that was like, a yeah, special okay. poster exactly. just for her to sign.
1: And uh, you're going to
2: get it framed and matted, right?
1: Absolutely. It's going in my shop, is like my, like, pride and joy
2: that's awesome he said
0: it's gonna be a weird conversation and she's like this is a picture of me in my kitchen where did you get this <laughs> <laughs> just sign it sign it now <laughs> well you were saying you didn't have a lot of
1: people to look up to as a kid and it reminded me that she'll be there and i was like yeah when i was a kid it was seeing michelle race up pike's peak was like
2: oh yeah 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 it's amazing so cool. it's so cool but um uh what was I saying? Oh yeah. So when Emily started the rebel rally, she was like, Oh, you should come do this. And I was like, yeah, okay, I should do it. Um, and I kind of got matched with my navigator, Rebecca. Um, we had like known each other, like in the same circles, but we didn't really know each other. Um, but we both needed a partner and we were like, Hey, let's do this. And it just turned out that we were a really good match together. Um, Rebecca is like, I can't tend to be a little bit more like big picture and Rebecca is very detail oriented, which is great. Um, I That's what you want
0: on GPS, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as I don't take physical risks, like in sports and stuff like that, like I will one hundred percent do dumb things in a car, and she will like kind of take me back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll be like, <laughs>
1: yeah, you really need to do that
2: right now?" Like, no, but it'd be so much fun. And she's like, "No, you can't do that." Um. So yeah, and she's just she's she's just so precise and exacting. And that's really what you need to do well in the rebel rally you need to have those precise navigational skills. So, uh, yeah. So we get out there with a compass and a map and no GPS and try to find these dumb checkpoints throughout California and Nevada. It's ridiculous. I'm pretty uh, sure
0: we next week's interview is is, evolves around the rebel rally. Does it not? Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. 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 So So we've So,
2: we've won it twice. We won it, um, once in a, uh, Jeep Wrangler which is like, that makes sense, right? You yeah. a Good truck for that. A good rig for that. And then we run one, the crossover class in the Cullinan.
0: Nice. Oh, because Nobody tires. else showed up with a Cullinan.
2: I'm so We got that three flats. Sense. We got two flats at the same time. Ooh. And then I did like the last three days of the rally on a snow tire with a plug sidewall. It was bad juju.
0: She she seems like the type of woman that, you know, you could put, like, an ultimatum on. I mean, I feel like it would have been more impressive if she did it in a ghost. But, you know, whatever. (laughs) Conan's nice, too. Whatever. (laughs) Step your game up, ma'am. Yeah, sorry,
2: sorry. I'll see what I can do. Have you seen
1: those new sidewall repair kits? There's a new company. um, Yeah, the little patches? Yeah, those things work awesome, Do they?
2: Yeah, somebody had posted those, and I was like, oh, my God, this sounds so cool. And I, like, commented on Facebook. And then the lead mechanic for the rally who had... We tried so hard to patch that sidewall thing, that sidewall rip, and it was like, I mean, it was at least two inches, and we were Mm -hmm. sewing it, and we were throwing, you know, like, 18 (laughs) plugs in it, and just nothing was going to happen. But when he saw it, he was like, that would have fixed that damn Rebel Rally tire.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yeah, the guy who they partnered with to do that is the guy who runs um, Morflate.
0: Oh, okay. They're like
1: they're one of, that's how I know about it. It's because we're big flight fans, and the, yeah, I know they. I've seen them tested on like forty fours on the Rubicon yeah. Trail, where okay. they literally like took a knife and went down the entire sidewall, yeah, yeah. and yeah. attached it, and then did the entire Rubicon on it. Yeah. like those guys put their money where their mouth is. So using yeah, king of hammers and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So f- future Rebel Rally.
2: <laughs> yeah, they should come in as a sponsor for the Rebel or something because I'm going to tell them that super useful. Yeah, hundred
1: percent.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. So, I'm like, <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I, you took, um, buddy, overlanding. Uh, I was reading that story as well. I've read through all of your buddy goes overlanding. I've read through all of your Linktree links. Like, like I said, I, I love all your stuff. You post great content. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um what do you z- see the poster he has you to sign <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. it's just yeah, a so screenshot yeah, uh-huh, yeah exactly
1: uh-huh. yeah um what has been your favorite card adventure to date I mean, the motorcycle one's pretty hard to top but your favorite card venture to date what has been like the the standout like great story oh gosh, that you love know, to talk that's about a good
2: question i mean every time i go down to baja is amazing um and I've, I've been in Baja in a lot of different, a lot of different rigs. You know, I've been down there in the, in our Baja bug. I've been down there, you know, just like in a Chevy Colorado with a little bit of total chaos suspension on it. I've been down there in a, to a long travel Tacoma. Like I've done, I've been down there in a lot of different things and no matter what Baja never disappoints, you know, it's just, it's magical down there. And, um, and I really love it. So anytime I can go to Baja, that's my, that's my place.
1: Yeah, I've, I've heard that from a lot of people. Like, Baja is quite the life experience. You go yeah. down there, it's just a whole different world right across the border.
2: Yeah, so yeah. yeah, that's,
0: that's Baja is the reason we hit the monkeys, because those two yeah. those two idiots that took, did Baja and monkeys. Which yeah. is
1: another Jalopnik yeah, article. Absolutely. Yeah, It's where I got the inspiration, is these guys took the new Honda monkeys to Baja, and they didn't yeah. do the race, obviously. They just yeah. did the route. Yeah, so- I saw
2: them. Uh, well, I saw two monkeys um, at the Baja 1000. I'm assuming it's the same people. But there were two yeah. monkeys parked outside my hotel at the Baja yeah. One Thousand.
1: Yeah, and then Randy Pope's bought one of those after they were done with it. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so he, he told he's us he's still supposed to come riding with us. It I know it hasn't happened yet, but yeah.
2: There's so. also some wackadoo guy I think I saw on the drive uh, lately that is riding a three wheeler. He's got it, and he's got a trailer attached to it, like a little mini trailer, a three wheeler across Canada in the winter.
0: Okay, that just seems like a terrible idea on so many levels. I wonder if the, the trailer really would jealous. stop it from tipping over so much. I don't. Because yes. so. <laughs> that's what made them so deadly is the, the three wheelers. Okay, huh?
2: But yeah, so look that one up too, because that whoever there that guy. is. So I many interview.
0: bad ideas coming out of this interview. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I We're mean, like, we need to do this for the three of us. Great ideas, but the rest of the world maybe. We, like, we should put a parental warning on this. You know, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. do not
1: let your kids do this. You need to come ride with us. that's yes. what I'm getting yeah. from this interview so far.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, it would be fun. Listen, like I said, I have like. Eleven days of experience on a motorcycle, um, so I'm still a little. I'm, I am a little scared of it, but I also like there is something to be said. Like you should just get like a little dual sport 250. I mean, I live in I live in Yucca Valley. I've got you know all of Johnson Valley, like right in my back door. So I have I have a ton of places to ride it, but I'm also like, do you need another vehicle in your life? Yes. No, you guys. Absolutely. Right now, I have one. <laughs> To, I have three vehicles at my house right now, and I have another vehicle at my mom's house, and I have another vehicle at the house in Baja. Like, Perfect. Okay. I'm one person.
0: Uh, and? Well, well, I feel like that was somewhat of a humble wrong brag. But yeah, yeah, wrong Yeah, you're, know, you're talking to the wrong people,
1: <laughs> so like... So what are you driving? You got, besides uh, buddy, the, I keep saying buddy, the elf in my head. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's buddy, the Miata.
2: What they <laughs> from so, so the Baja bug was done in Mexico. And then, um, I Makes have like, a 20, that 2015 Colorado. Um, I also have a Mazda speed Miata. That's like fairly stock. And the only thing I've done to that is I've added a roll bar and I've upgraded the brakes a little bit. Um, but that, and that one I keep clean. I don't, I don't mess around with that. Uh, but my press vehicle this week that goes back tomorrow is the Mercedes-Benz EQS SUV the electric SUV? Uh, it's real fancy.
1: I say, how is it? It looks really nice. Yeah,
2: it's super fancy. Um, it costs a lot. There's a, uh, there's it. The whole dash is screens, screen, 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 yep. screens, 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 screens. Which is awesome
0: till it breaks. Yeah.
2: <laughs> there's and then in the back, there's two screens in the back for rear seat passengers, and then there's like this little tablet. That is also a screen that's like a little computer kind of, because you can get onto a browser and all that stuff. It's just an an email client. Like it's just, it's it's so weird how everything is now a rolling computer. Um, But I'm getting pretty good, pretty good efficiency with it. Um, And I'm going to charge it tonight for my home charger and see how fast it will charge. But my home charger is putting out like, I think like nine or 11 kilowatts. (laughs) Excuse me. It's not a lot.
0: Hmm. okay so and I don't want to ruin any future articles but who would drive that car like what 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 who do that appeal to in your mind you as that far as who, yeah, yeah who's the buyer uh, yeah who's the I buyer mean, that appeals- that's a better right that's a the right way to put it thank you Dan yeah.
2: <laughs> I think it appeals to it appeals to uh rich people who want to save the environment and I, I put those in quotes because like we all know batteries are not the best thing for the environment um But it's got plenty of room. It's got plenty of range. I mean, I could probably drive it back to Los Angeles again, like back home to my mom's house where I do all my car pickups. Um, And I would probably be squeaking in just on like zero, zero amount of range. And they they need to have juice to get it back to the fleet. But I mean, like going from here to LA and back, like that's a good amount of range. Um, I think that if you want to buy an electric vehicle, and you know you're gonna be road tripping a lot, even if you've got something that has a lot of range like this Mercedes, it's always better to have a still have a gas-powered car in your garage, um, only because I have road tripped in an electric vehicle and the public charging infrastructure, in my experience, is pretty lacking. Um, and it's fine if you're willing to spend the extra time and just know on the outset, like, okay, this trip is gonna take me an extra, you know, driving from here to Colorado, it's gonna take me an extra four or five hours to deal with charging. If you're fine with that, that's cool. You know, it's pretty fun. But that's not, not everybody is willing to make those sacrifices.
1: Sure. Yeah, I'm not yet. The Electrify America just partnered with um, TA Travel Stops, which stands for Travel America. Yeah. And they're putting in a new Electrify America high power, high speed charging stations in every single one in the entire U
0: S
2: that would be bad. Let's just hope all
0: those places are getting diesel generators to sit behind the traffic. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough.
2: I mean, my experience with Electrify America is like when they work, they're great, but more than half the time you get there and it's not pushing the right amount of kilowatts or it's completely broken. Or yep. like, or the the payment thing, payment screen is broken, or the app isn't working, or something. Um, yeah, I just I don't I haven't had good experiences with.
1: Yeah, that. none of the ones in Seattle work because they stole all the copper. They cut the lines off of them because they're not charging technically, so they come up and steal them. All the time, which is unfortunate.
0: Oh, I was so. watching an acquaintance of ours, a YouTuber Stradman. He just went into Mo, um, the did, took his new Hummer H two and or H, uh, electric Hummer into do uh, Moab, and coming back they had they had to tow the car back because all the Electrify America places were either broken or wouldn't charge. Yeah, and nothing takes forever to charge. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Because yeah.
2: that two hundred, I just had that thing. I hated it, hated it. Um <laughs> But yeah, you, you were got crab, crab walking around the neighborhood. Come on, it forever. yeah. Forever.
0: Yeah, I've heard that it takes forever. Yeah, but it has crab walk <laughs> that you'll use once.
2: It's cool uh. party trick. Yeah, great yeah.
0: party trick. Like I said, you got to have the, the right spacing with it and the, be able to go crawling sideways. Yeah, so, I, it, I, it's kind of like the H1 to me, where
1: 1% of people take it off road and 99% of people just want to be seen in it. When the H1 got really popular back in yeah, the day, when yeah. it was the thing, it was like it really wasn't to drive, it was just to be seen. In it. And the, I think the new Hummer is the
0: same way. Like it's completely impractical, even for an EV. That's because you can't take an H1 off road because all the trails are too not wide enough. Why? Yeah. Raptors no, is mean, as big as an H1. Is it really? Yeah, oh, wow. it's bigger actually. Okay.
2: And that's the thing with this. Like like lengthwise length length and wheelbase, it's not much bigger than a Rivian, but widthwise it's just giant, and it's it weighs nine thousand pounds. Yep, and like
0: lots of traction.
2: One hundred percent though underbraked, and you're just like we're gonna die. Like I didn't I super <laughs> cruised in die. it, which is cool, right? It's like hands off um, driving assist. And it it will slow down when there's, you know, heavy traffic or whatever in front of you. But, like, I never trusted it. I always braked it on my own because I'm like, it's not going to stop. It's 9,000 pounds. It's not going to stop.
1: Yeah. I My Raptor's underbraked. I don't trust yeah. the automatic cruise but, on that because when it does work, it's like Whoa, slams yeah, on the brakes. Like, and
2: you see the taillights coming closer to you. You're like, yeah. oh, God, this is it.
1: Yeah. What's been your favorite car you've tested? Because you're always testing cars. You do a lot in that.
2: I area. mean, you, that depends on, like, what kind of vehicle, right? Like, my... You know, like my True. favorite, my favorite little car is, a, is a Miata. Obviously I own two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like my, like my favorite luxury cars are usually, um, Mercedes Benz just because I, I like their aesthetic. I like their tech. Um, I like their interiors. I just, they're, they just really appeal to me. Um, right now my favorite like offered vehicle like, I've been a Jeep girl for a really long time, but that Bronco is real nice. And the Bronco R is really good. Yeah. It's really good. Um, Minus that price tag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not talking about money, but, like, it's it drives nicer on the pavement than a Jeep. It does just as much as a Jeep. It'll, I mean, it'll go just as far as most people want to go off-road, you know? And most people okay. who want to go further are going to be modifying their rigs anyway, so.
0: yeah. So obviously being a Jeep person, you have, have you had your hands on the
2: 392? Oh, it's amazing though, it's so, okay. so tough.
0: I was going to ask you to kind of compare the, 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 Bronco, or the Bronco R and the, and the 392 as far as what you think, you know, is Jeep going to be able to come back and win that again? Or has, has no, Bronco kind of the, taken it?
2: The problem is that the the 392, like, it's super fun, right? Because it's got that giant V8 motor and it chirps the tires on the pavement and all that stuff. And it's great. But it doesn't have the travel to live up to it. Bronco R uh-huh. has got a ton of travel. Um, not, I don't think the motor is quite as powerful. But you can you can exploit that motor because you have some of the travel to go along with it. So, like... I was, you know, 65, 75 miles an hour in the whoops in the Bronco R press drive. Like, I could never do that in a 392 because the whole front end would just go like this, right? Because it doesn't have yeah. it. Um, but having said that, in the 392, like, because you've got more power and torque – like for example, if you're out in the dunes and there's a lot of whoops at the bottom, you don't have to worry about carrying momentum through those because you've got enough power that you can kind of you can get your way through it at a, a speed that's not going to harm your truck, not going to harm your jeep, and then you can get on the gas and get up the hill. Whereas like you know, in other vehicles that are don't have as much, you got to like sail through those whoops, so you're killing your suspension because you can't you don't have the power to get on it afterwards. So I mean. If Jeep did like a long travel thing, I mean, sure. But the the problem right now is just it's wheel travel. In my humble, opinion. I still,
0: I was watching that the the Jeep presentation at the Chicago auto auto show for the new twentieth anniversary yeah. Rubicon, and it's like, and they're announcing prices, and I'm like, that's a hundred thousand dollar Jeep. And you know, like, you know, at a certain point, you go, I'm not taking that off road. Like, I mean, right? it's, you know, it's, I mean, and the Raptor RS the same way, but it you know, and I I think that. Obviously, you know, Bronco has listened to people and, and they're giving them what they want. And Jeep is doing it a little bit too, like the new Rubicon's coming with more suspension and things like that. But so if you can get one, they're not giving them what they want because we can't get them. Well, now they're, <laughs> Jeep's handing them over to ADV too. You can pay $120,000 and they'll send it for a class. AEV, 10, a, yeah. or AEV, sorry, yeah. ADV. Sorry, not yeah. ADV. American Expedition. Uh, yeah, vehicles, and I yeah. mean, which is great. But again, it's like, eh. I'd, I'd rather that S tech and put it on there, and then you can go off. For I've effect, always so. used my cars. I would use a hundred thousand dollars jeep. I would too, but it's just like okay. And this is going to date me because I mean we're early eighties kids, or I should say late seventies kids. But like the days when you could walk in and buy a Mustang for you know fifteen to twenty thousand dollars and a Camaro, and now it's like you know these jeeps. And I jeeps were never the cheapest. I, I always wanted one in high school, and never got it because I never performed in my grades. But I, that's a different thing. Um, but you know just. And I get it. Like our friend Benji's got a three ninety two, and it is a gorgeous rig, and it has yeah. every cool yeah, feature. And yeah. I get, I get the price point. It's just, it's a hundred. You know, you're close to a hundred thousand dollar Jeep, and it's like, that's a lot. And I look at it and I go, so I, but I could buy a really old Rubicon for about fifty dollars, and then just make it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so. but I mean, you, by the time you V eight swap a Jeep, put in the suspension, I mean front, center, rear, you know, triple lock, soy bar disconnect, like from the factory, like you, you're pretty much there anyway, and you're. When you buy it from the factory floor with that V eight, you get something that is a like a perfect fitting motor, perfectly matched. Everything's just right from the factory, and then you you're going to modify it anyway. But well, but who, are the, who
0: are those guys in Chicago, America's most wanted, that are putting the Hellcat engines in the in oh the Hellcat
2: everything, engine. dude? People will yeah. Hellcat, Hellcat swap everything.
0: No, there's 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 I, I don't know the exact company, but there's a company that's been doing it, and they're and they're they're doing frame off, like they're putting yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just neat to well, me. But I mean, you know.
2: That's what Ram did. Ram basically threw a Hellcat motor into the TRX. TRX, yeah. Which, like, I drove that. I haven't had a chance to drive it on the dirt, but um, I will in the next couple weeks. Um, And you're just driving it around town. You're like, this is so stupid. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, it is. It's so stupid, and it's amazing.
2: That's the fun of it. Yeah. You're like, this is completely impractical. (laughs) When I
0: push the pedal, I can watch the gas gauge go down. It's (laughs) fun. The
2: The front rears up, and the gauge goes down. Yep.
0: That's amazing. I mean, it's cool. It's just bah, bah humbug. I want things cheap. There's some no. vehicles that just have that appeal, and it's yeah. it's marketable.
1: My Z06 was exactly that. My C7 Z06 was a jackhammer to drive a nail. Yeah, and it was tons of fun. It was like there were so the the Grand Sport's a much better car, but I will always go back to that car as one of my favorite cars I've ever had. Guess it was just a stupid smile on my face when I got in. Yeah. Completely yeah. impractical, and it couldn't put down the traction, and it was—it made me laugh every time. Oh great.
2: yeah. No. I, I know what I wanted. Up from the airport in the 392, and I just giggled the entire time because I put the yeah. exhaust on loud, and I cruise that airport line just loud <laughs> as balls, and I'm like, Sedona, can you hear me? She's like, Yes, I hear you. <laughs>
0: I'm coming. I Love it. How did you? How do you like the aesthetics of the Raptor R? Like with those huge ass fenders on the side. I mean, the does Bronco it work? Or oh, sorry, the Bronco. Oh I apologize, yeah. Bronco. You know
2: what? It's it's fine when you. Uh, I don't mind it like from like a front three quarter or from the side. <laughs> but when you're following one, it's like the greenhouse is so narrow, and then it's just like it's That's it's cute. just like yeah. it's like Shakira, yeah. you know, just like this, she got
0: hips, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like this, like mm-hmm. this
2: massive mm-hmm. ass on the back.
0: Whenever, wherever,
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah
0: I'd the bronco it. r's hips don't lie sure. it's new ford commercial we're riding it for them <laughs> Yeah,
2: right. but you know you guys you know, i got to drive the bronco dr they're like turnkey desert uh race car
0: oh yeah 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 how was that yeah uh
2: so that has got a five liter uh i always want to say coyote but it's coyote
0: yeah
2: five too. liter coyote motor in it it's like they wouldn't give me the exact specs, but they're like, you know, for north of 400 horsepower. Um, and I mean, it, it is legit a turnkey race car. It, you have everything you need. You've got the the cages in there. There's a 67 gallon fuel cell, all of your safety equipment, sparko seats, um, multi-point uh, um, harnesses, Parker pumper, the radio, like it's all there. It's all there. Um, it was, it was pretty remarkable. And I got to ride I want it.
0: that to daily drive. I know it's not straight legal, but I want that.
2: Yeah. Do you have $300,000? Because yeah. that's how much they cost.
0: Oh, of course. I mean, who doesn't, right? I mean, you know. if he sells both my kidneys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's, fine. it's fine. And they're all sold out. I think they sold 50 of them, and they're all spoken for, which is kind of a compliment. Of course.
1: That would be, that's going oh. I know. That, okay, that gives me chills. That, that makes... What events do you have coming up that we should uh, be looking out for? Okay.
2: So the MIN 400 um, is March 10th, in theory, if, if everything goes to plan. <laughs>
1: don't know. You got this. You can do you it. got this. <laughs> yeah. Still going faith.
2: Um, so doing that and then um, hopefully we'll be at Easter Jeep Safari. Uh, depends on if I can uh, sell a story. So um, anyone out there who would like a story about Easter Jeep Safari and Moab in general, please let me know. Uh, but I have some leads on that. So hopefully that will happen. But I mean, really, like I after March, like I just I need to take a little bit of a break. I mean, after March, after the, the mint, I just want to take a little bit of a break and go down to Baja and just kind of hang out for a while. Um, I have a house down there, and I really enjoy it, and I haven't been using it nearly enough. So that's has yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a great place to be. Yeah.
1: Well, if you do have, end up going to Moab, I have a friend down there, not in the motorsports industry, but Moab Garage Co.? Mm-hmm. Um, best coffee. I was gonna say a
2: coffee shop on the main drag, right?
1: Yep, that's my favorite coffee place in the entire U.S. And so I've I've been going to mob for years. It's one of my favorite places to go to. And yeah, Aaron is the owner. Go in; they own uh, the donut shop across the way too. for donuts. I mean, don-
2: I'm always there for donuts.
1: Yeah, yeah, best place in town. I tell everybody to go there. Go there. Talk to Aaron. Say hey, what's up?
2: Yeah. What
0: type of sweatshirt are you wearing right now? Black Rifle, you I don't think they have the best coffee. You <laughs> traitor! No, I'm kidding. They sponsor our friend Rhiannon and Josephino. No, I know. I know. I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> Sick burn, man. Sick burn. I know.
0: No, I'm just giving him crap because I really want the sweatshirt. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I don't drink coffee, so I have no loyalty.
1: Anyway, <laughs> yeah. so you go down there, look them up, tell Aaron I said I sent you, and yeah. they are the they are great people to know. Yeah, so I, I will. For, for, sure, for sure. Yeah. And they bring um, hats.
0: Must be nice. That would be fun. I can't wear hats, <laughs> especially <laughs> normal people. hats. but yeah, okay. It's getting too bitter. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see here. How do we follow
1: you? See, so it's at Emmy Hall, uh, EMM. Uh, that's your link tree. What's your Instagram again? Oh, so my uh, Instagram is
2: at yeah. Emmy Y E H E M M E. And then my Twitter is the same thing, except that for some jerk got it before me. So it's yeah. Underscore Emmy. Cause people are dicks. Um
0: we can send people out to find them yeah, yeah, find yeah. that person get her her twitter handle back no elon's a car guy just be like hey this one's Come actually on. mine
2: yeah.
1: he stole
0: it yeah, he's, a, he's a
1: stealer
2: <laughs> and they don't even anyway. have any tweets i'm like you're a jerk um but yeah i'm That's- mostly active on the on the grams i do not have to All talk right. ticks. um people say i should get a tiktok or get tiktok or whatever it is and i i look at it and i go Mm-mm, it's not for me
0: um you should i I agree your personality (laughs) wise i think you could make some really fun little things okay i
2: can't the thought of like learning another platform right now i'm like too old i'm too old and and i don't want china to have all my crap
0: if i can learn to use tiktok by getting up in the middle of the night and wearing a bear coat while drinking whiskey (laughs) you can do it okay requires whiskey telling you not not always
2: (laughs) (laughs) can i go back to the bear coat
0: yeah, you can Yeah, it's not a real bear coat. It, you know, but yeah, it has claws though. Does it have
2: like the head with like the head wearing the head on your head? Of course
0: it does. Nick yeah. knows how to appeal to a mixed audience uh, with a bear. Yeah, a mixed audience. <laughs> yeah, a mixed audience is a way to put that. Yeah. You know, so. once
2: uh, when I was doing costumes at the theater, uh, we had to make for a variety of reasons. We had to make a, a hat out of a beaver, and the mm-hmm. beaver's head was magnetic. So the actor would come on stage Jeez. and he would take the beaver head in the beaver hat and he would like take the head off and he would like bow to the king and then put the beaver head back on and it was like this huge joke and i spent eight hundred dollars on it wow eight hundred dollars to have this hat made
0: that's an expensive beaver
2: Uh, that's what i said (laughs) and on that note
0: (laughs) i tried i really tried (laughs) I tried. It just was too. Okay. Yeah. too easy. <laughs> too easy. Yep. You guys, yep.
2: it's only six thirty on a Wednesday. <laughs>
0: I know. <laughs>
1: this is why you need to come h- hang out with yeah. us. I'm just yeah. saying.
2: Oh my gosh, are you? You guys are up in the Pacific Northwest, right?
1: Yep. we are. Okay. Yep. Okay.
2: So, have you gambled? Have you been to a gambler?
1: We know the gambler. We have not done the gambler no. okay. yet. Okay. Yet.
2: Yeah, I, I too, I have been to a couple like like hoopty cross rallies, um, and I've wanted to go up to the five hundred, uh, but. One year, like, gas was super expensive, and I'm like – and I knew that I wanted to – Oh, tow.
0: you mean now. Okay. Well, no. Now,
2: <laughs> it's, now it's at least, like, vaguely less expensive. But this was when gas was, like, $6 a gallon down here in California. Yeah. And I was like, I can't – and I knew I had to tow Buddy because I knew I would break him if I went up there. And I'm like, I just – I can't afford the gas. And then last year, I was like, well, shit, that's, like, an 11-hour drive for me. So I just, I haven't done it, I guess, because I'm a wimp, um, but I, I really want to because I totally believe in their mission of having fun and picking up trash, um, and they're great. They were actually out at King of the Hammers this year. They did a lot of, of trail cleanups and everything, and um, I got to say hi to Tate for like five seconds.
0: Well, Dan, I think you and I should build a car for that, and then we should just have her come up and help us. Well, now that I have a shop, yeah, getting so what I'm together. Saying. Yeah, I'm yeah. Going. Yeah. You have
2: to build a car. Like, you just... Yeah. Bring a car. You don't even have to build it.
0: Well, okay. Well, we'll I, I don't know. I think there's there's an idea here. I don't know. We'll think about it. You know, Doug Perry had the the, the idea, and I'm yeah.
1: going to give him credit. And that police Crown Vics are. Oh yeah,
2: those are the best ones because they're, all, they're yep. all body on frame.
1: Yep, good body on frame. Exactly. Can find them. Yeah, yeah. They're getting harder <laughs> yeah. to find. But I mean, yeah, we might. They're getting into the territory of where the, the explorers are getting cheap enough yeah. that they. Exploders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <No. laughs>
0: Agreed. Well, I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule, even though you thought it was last week. I did think uh, it was last week. <laughs> <But> just, sorry. <laughs> that's, yeah, no. Okay. No, thank you for not, not forgetting that we had an interview today. So uh, we really appreciate it. Um, we look forward to talking to you in the future. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah,
2: totally. it's been
0: a lot of fun. Totally. Yeah, I hope you come up and we can connect because, yeah, we, like I said, we love
1: your work and we love seeing what you do and we think you'd have a lot of fun hanging out. I so, mean, so no, fun is us.
2: the operative phrase, right? Like, we're not making enough money in life to not have fun, so you might as well just, you know.
0: Agreed, 100% agreed. Try yeah, to make sure 100%. that you're
2: laughing every day or what's the point?
0: Agreed. Well, thank you. You're so.
2: welcome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> For this episode of the Yvonne's Podcast, as always, I'm Nick.
1: I'm
2: Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.